0: So, Jordan and I decided on Sunday night to just try an episode of American Horror Story. The first one? The first season. Yeah, the first one of the first season, just to see if we liked it, Mm -hmm. because it could be something fun to watch during Halloween when we don't have time to watch a movie. That's
1: exactly what I did two years ago.
0: Okay. Well, then you can tell me if I should stick with it, because we watched one episode, and neither of us was quite sold. Yeah. Like, we just looked at each other and we said, well, that was weird.
1: I think the show is not nearly as good as people think it is.
0: And it changes, right? Like every season is different. Every season is yeah. different.
1: Um, the first season, I think, is totally decent, totally worth watching. I did enjoy it. Okay. Um, I also like the second season, although it was. The second season scarier, I think. Okay. Because it's in a, a mental, a haunted mental hospital.
0: So I'm just wondering if we should keep going, or if it's always going to be a little weird.
1: It's always a little weird. Okay. But I do think it's worth going.
0: All right, I might try again because I love Connie Britton. Mm-hmm. However. Yeah. Dylan McDermott. Why are you walking around naked in your house all the time? Yeah. Why I gotta see your mm. naked butt.
1: He's he's just always got, got that butt out. He's
0: sleeping in the nude, which look, more charm sure, to whatever. you, buddy. But before you walk around your house, mm-hmm. you have a teenage daughter put on a pair of pants. Please. Just boxers. Please. Anything. Boxers.
1: And like, who knows what's going on in the basement?
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> why are you why are you walking around naked? Well, all you your parts ex- are vulnerable. Why do you wanna
1: expose yourself like that, literally and figuratively? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's just because he's Dylan McDermott. He knows that he can. He
0: can. It's not fair. He's one of those actors who doesn't
1: age. That's yes. true.
0: He's like Rob Lowe.
1: Super weird. Maybe that's what was happening in the basement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Episode 142 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, I'm spooky scary.
0: And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
1: I always know that Halloween is coming when I hear the Monster Mash. (laughs) I love the Monster Mash.
0: I do too. I forget that I do. But I do.
1: I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, your annual reminder that there's nothing within the text of the song that that indicates the Monster Mash took place on Halloween. It's an all-year-round anthem, folks. <laughs> and I was like, yes, the Monster Mash.
0: Kate talked about creating a Halloween playlist for the bookshelf, and I was like... I am dying to know what would be on a Halloween playlist.
1: It's Feel Monster free. Mash and then Werewolf Bar Mitzvah over over, over and over, and that's Just it. Just on
0: repeat. For eight
1: hours. People would
0: love to shop here listening to those two
1: things. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't like it. It's the best. I don't like it's it. It's from 30 Rock.
0: It me out. I know. It's the best. terrifying.
1: Uh, speaking of terrifying, though. You read new scary books lately? Yes. October is the season when we are talking about scary things. Yeah.
0: Look, I feel like we get a lot of emails, or I have gotten a couple of emails about seasonal reading. Mm-hmm. So for sure, in October, I like to read suspense stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily a sla- is slasher fiction a thing. Can I just make be, that up? Yeah. Sure. I'm not a huge fan of slasher fiction,
1: uh, but I do. Slash love... fiction is a thing, but that's different. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know, but I do like um, suspense uh-huh. books. So, I think October is the perfect time to break those out.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you read any kind of horror or suspense or scary things growing up?
0: Um, the girl, the face on the milk carton. The girl oh, okay. on the face of the milk. Uh,
1: is that mm-hmm. supposed to be scary or is I, it just kind of like abduction I kind of thing? I think
0: it's just abduction kind of thing, but that speaks to who I am now. Yeah. Like, that's what Nobody I prefer. That. Um, can I? I want to put this into the universe. Yeah. Have you ever, like, you keep thinking of a book you read in childhood, but you don't know what it was? Yes. Okay, I got one. So, all I know is that it was a chapter book, so okay. a middle grade book, and it was. To me, at the time, like, suspenseful, scary. Mm-hmm. I think there was a creepy neighbor. Okay. On the front of the book is this girl, and then there's, like, this dog plays a role in this book. Like, a big, furry dog that almost looks like a bear. Okay.
1: I'm
0: putting that out. I'm putting that out there, that I read that book, and it was suspenseful and scary, and I don't know the name of it. I don't know anything else about it, and I want to know if some listener... If, look, if there's a listener who can tell me the name of that book and you are correct, I will mail you something. I'll mail you a prize. (laughs) I'm just dying to know. And I,
1: I, now I want to know. That's going to bother me until we find out. So, book cover with a girl and a large dog. There's a creepy neighbor inside.
0: Yeah, there's a creepy neighbor. That's all we know. That's all I know. Um,
1: Because we grew up in this time when there was like this bizarre renaissance of horror stories for children. Yeah, so are you, I was going to say, are are you you afraid afraid of the the dark? Which, I loved both. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was a great precursor to American Horror Story of like every episode self-contained. It's the same like main cast and they're telling stories to each other. I
0: wish Are You Afraid of the Dark was on Netflix.
1: Me too.
0: Because I only watched a couple of episodes because I technically wasn't allowed to watch it. I watched it it
1: every Saturday with my mom. Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) So I only saw a couple of episodes but I liked what I saw Um, but then I was not allowed to read Goosebumps and that wasn't a parent decision that was a school decision. Oh, interesting. So speaking, I mean we just came off Banned Books Week and nobody Mm -hmm. talks about Goosebumps but my little Christian school would not allow R.L. Stein books.
1: So the Goosebumps TV show is on Netflix. Okay. And we've been watching it recently and oh, that's it's fun it's fun because like it's not scary yeah um it's really cheesy yeah um and occasionally very funny unintentionally um <laughs> in, a, in a great way so i recommend that okay the books i feel like i mostly collected and did not read
0: okay um, well there were so many there of were them. so many do, do kids still read goosebumps
1: i think so because they've been reprinted recently i think in large part because of the, the jack black movie that came out last year two years ago yeah I read the synopsis of that movie, and it actually sounds, like, very complicated.
0: Yeah, I don't, I didn't, wa- I didn't see that. I
1: didn't either, but, like, he plays R.L. Stein, okay.
0: But then R.L.
1: Stein is also in the movie as another character. Oh, weird. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, um, super weird. Um, but I also, I don't know, I grew up really loving Edgar Allan Poe.
0: Okay. My dad
1: had like a really nice collection of Edgar Allan Poe's.
0: When you say you grew works. up, like, were you little?
1: Young. Yeah. Okay,
0: because like I liked him in high school yeah, when I'm, I had to I'm read him. I'm talking
1: elementary school. Oh,
0: you're such a little weirdo. Right.
1: I know. <laughs> where I had this this like bizarre giant book of of poems and short stories you and toed
0: it around and the
1: one novel yeah and I brought it to school <laughs> and I would read all these creepy stories oh. about like people getting. Interred inside walls. I was about while to say, yes. Like, the Black Cat, which is about this guy burying a cat in his wall. Like, Poe oh, had a thing about walls. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I remember memorizing a bunch of his poetry in ele- elementary school and the teacher being like, okay. <laughs> like we, had, we had to recite poetry for something, and I was like, 'Twas many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea.' <laughs>
0: oh, You were a wonderful weirdo. Yeah. Oh. No, I did not. Grow Up, again, that mystery book that I cannot name, and then the face on the side of the milk carton. Please look up the correct name of that book and put it in the show notes. I will. Um, those are the only ones I can recall. But interestingly, so Jordan has a cousin. She's older now. But when I first came to the family, she was young, like mm-hmm. first, second grade. And all she could talk about was murder. She just <laughs> wanted, she just wanted, uh, Annie, do you, and when I took over the bookstore, Um, Annie, do you know of any books, like, that are about scary things, but, like, real scary things? I don't want something about monsters. I'm talking about, like, murder. And she was, at the time, probably, she was a little older, so maybe third, fourth grade. Anyway, just hilarious. But I think kids want real... Yeah. And kids, like... And
1: I didn't. I wanted the supernatural. That was way scarier to me, and that's... Because I My think it's
0: like a slight scare. Yeah. So um, there's this really adorable book. Maybe I can throw out just some cute kids titles. So there's this really cute book called Boo to You Too. Uh-huh. It's by Elizabeth Rogers. I have not seen it a ton of places. So um, we can certainly sell it to people online or you're welcome to go find it but it's just really cute because it's like this family of pigs and this little pig just wants to be scared Mm -hmm. and he tries a scare and it never works and then there's a twist at the end where he gets a scare and it's so fun to read out loud in story time because i can make the children jump by like you know playing with the volume the right way Uh and and Uh scaring them anyway it's really adorable um my mom always loved reading um is it the littlest witch and then the big Mm -hmm. pumpkin she loved those my new favorite is not scary at all, but I'm just going to throw it out before we talk about scary books. It's called The Ugly Pumpkin. Uh, y- have you seen this? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay, because we, we already sold out of it once. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like it's new in board book format, but it's been out as a uh-huh, children's book uh-huh. for a couple of years. But I had never read it. I've been reading it in story time. It's a rhyming book, but it's about this pumpkin who's super ugly. Like, in as the children have said, he looks like a dog bone, like, kind of skinny oh, okay. and long mm-hmm. and as we all know pumpkins are supposed to be round and so we read about this ugly pumpkin who just doesn't get picked and he's left in the pumpkin patch through november and so he wanders around It's so sad the children were genuinely sad because it's rhyming and you feel it's narrated by mm-hmm. the pumpkin and he knows he's ugly and he can't he goes to this um, apple orchard and the trees don't want anything to do with him. and then he wanders in to this squash Patch and he realizes, oh my gosh, I'm a squash. I'm not a
1: pumpkin at all. Yes, he's and then, a different kind of Yes,
0: and then he sits at the Thanksgiving table and finds his place.
1: It's the Ugly Duckling, but with a pumpkin. Yes, I love it. It's adorable. I so love I just it.
0: before we tar- started talking about scary books for adults, I just wanted to share that that's a really adorable children's book and takes you from Halloween into Thanksgiving. Perfect. So yeah, yeah,
1: it's that like liminal book that yeah. exists in the transition between. Which
0: is so nice yeah. because I love. I just love this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite time of year. Um, and I know a lot of people feel that way. Um, but October and November are so fun to me. But I feel like there's also a disconnect. Like, October's yeah. spooky, and then we turn it off, like, right after Halloween. And right. it's like, we're done. We're into Thanksgiving. And so this is a fun... And then it's Christmas. And then it's Christmas. Like, you, uh, some people even skip Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so anyway, I just thought that was a really cute children's book that would be worth checking out.
1: That's great. When I was in high school, I got really into, like, Dean Koontz thrillers.
0: Interesting. Right? I would not guess that I about know. you.
1: Um, so, like, I want to say maybe ninth grade I got really into Anne Rice. Okay. Like Interview with the Vampire and that whole series. Okay. I liked that a lot. And then a friend recommended Dan Brown. This is on yes. the heels of the Da Vinci Code, but then I got back into the back Catalog. Okay. So that was kind of my foray into, like, the action book. So
0: kind of commercial. The commercial
1: fiction, yeah. for sure. But then another friend recommended... A novel, I think it was actually the same Dan Brown friend, who recommended the novel Velocity, I think, by Dean Koontz, Or maybe it was another one.
0: I don't know that
1: one. Velocity is very good. Okay. Um, I read it 10, 10 12 years ago, right. so it might not be. Right. Um, but it was at the time. Yeah. It really held my interest. I enjoyed it. But then... I went to visit some family and was telling my uncle about this book I'd read, and he goes, Oh, I have one of his that you should read. And he gave me a book called The Taking.
0: Okay, sounds creepy. Or The
1: Happening? It wasn't The Happening because that was a different movie. The Taking. It was called The Taking. And this, to this day, is the scariest book I have ever read. Really? Yes it terrified me to the point that, like, I was on vacation with my family, and we, like, left that part of family and went to go see other family. And I was supposed to sleep in, like, my cousin's bedroom by myself. Mm -hmm. And I, like, finished this book and was like, well, nope. but I (laughs) went into my parents' bedroom and I was, like, 17. Like...
0: (laughs) Oh, do you think it would still be scary to you today? (laughs) I
1: think it would be. Um, because it's, like...
0: Oh, I'm writing that down. It's...
1: It's supernatural and it's also aliens and it's also end of the world. Oh, but like
0: all your favorite things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but in a really scary way. Yeah.
0: Oh no, I do not have memories of reading really scary things. I've now I've always been into Dateline yeah. twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like growing up. I, I
1: loved unsolved mysteries. Yes. Unsolved yeah.
0: mysteries. Like anything like that I loved. But that didn't really translate into my reading life Mm -hmm. at all until post-college. Sure. And then I still credit thrillers and suspense novels with getting me back into reading after mostly reading for college stuff. Like, you and I have talked many times, like, great books you're reading all the time. Um, And so getting back into a a reading-for-enjoyment kind of rhythm was difficult. So I distinctly remember my first book that I... um, bought at the bookshelf midtown was gone girl okay uh in hardback before it was all hyped nice I know I'm super proud of that uh so so kind of as an adult that's when I fell in love with suspense novels oh I'm gonna have to think of one there is one that my book club read uh when I was in early my early 20s it was terrifying. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna try to figure out the name of it and like terrifying kind of Satan-y components mm-hmm. where I did not want to I didn't want to read it I didn't like it, um, but more recently uh, I loved Final Girls, mm-hmm. which we talked about a few I don't know weeks ago, month ago. Um, yeah, oh I think gosh. it was in August. Time, <laughs> time. Where are you? Uh, so I really liked Final Girls, which was a spin on. In movies, there's like in horror movies, there's always like a girl who survives, and this book calls them the final girls, and it follows two final girls who are left after these mass um, mass murders, I guess. Right. Uh So. There's Someone Inside Your House yeah, by Stephanie that right. Perkins. She is a great YA novelist, um, but this one is great if you like Scream. Like, it's the best comp title to the movie, Scream. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and it's perfect Halloween reading. Um, it is creepy, and it's g- gory. It's like a little gory, but um, it's great for this time of year. I think
1: another one in this vein that that Maddie read, or maybe Kate, um, it was Meddling Kids.
0: Kate read it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and really liked it. It's this idea of, like, what if the Scooby-Doo gang grew up... That's right. ...and then had to get back together to solve another mystery, but, like, a real and actually scary mystery. Um, it sounds super good. She
0: really liked um, it. But
1: definitely not for kids.
0: Yeah. She was very quick to say, uh, don't forget. Like, this isn't... The cover kind of looks like it could it be It could be YA, a but, YA. but it's,
1: it's evidently not.
0: Um... My other go-to is always, always Tana French. Yeah. So I feel like Tana French is, like, one step ahead of the commercial, maybe Mm -hmm. John Grisham Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But if you're ready for... Because she still is writing, like, in a series of books. Like, all of her books take place in um, Ireland and in this particular kind of police squadron kind of thing. So she takes a minor character from a previous book and makes them the char- main character of the next book. Um, but you can read them completely standalone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to read them in order. Mm-hmm. I have loved her since reading the first one of those. Um, small warning, that I always tell my customers, like, the language is heavy because she's Irish. And right, yeah. Words are different there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I think these books are so great. Um, my favorite is The Likeness. And then I think The Secret Place, which Mm -hmm. is a more recent one. But if you have not read Tana French, they're so good. I think you might like those. I
1: think I probably would.
0: Um, So I love her, and I also... She's an author. Tana French is an author who I always want to read. Like, I think I've read everything she's written. Mm -hmm. The other author I really love, and I haven't read everything she's written, but I fell in love with her probably in the past couple years, is Megan Abbott. And she writes really great suspense stuff. Um, Hunter kind of turned me on to her. And The Fever Mm -hmm. was like... So I, in high school, was obsessed with The Crucible.
1: like, Uh like, sure.
0: Yeah, because of course. Um, And this book is kind of like, do you remember, there was this news story that came out. Like, I think this group of young women, like teenagers in New England somewhere, um, all got sick at the same time. It wasn't the group of girls who all got pregnant at the same time, hmm. but um, it was this group that all kind of fell ill, and then, the, like, the Today Show interviewed them. I don't remember that, no. Anyway, I don't remember. It may have been girls who all got the hiccups at the same time. You can find a news article, I'm sure, to verify any of this. I'll, I'll
1: up <laughs> the show notes. But,
0: but um, anyway, The Fever is about this group of young women at this high school who all kind of fall ill at mm-hmm. the same time, and they can't tell if it's hysteria or if it's real. Right. Um, Dare Me is this great kind of suspense novel meets Bring It On, uh-huh. uh, which right in my wheelhouse from high yeah, school. For real. Thank you. And then You Will Know Me, which does the same thing but with gymnastics.
1: I think that's her most recent, right? Yeah, that's
0: her most recent. I just saw She's Got Another One coming out in 2018, yes. so excited about that. But she is fantastic, really good, and it's not formulaic. Like, her stuff is original. Um, so she and Tana French are my two kind of go-to suspense novelists, I guess.
1: What do you think the draw is? Because we talked about this, like this idea that like kids want a light scare, mm-hmm. and kids. I don't know why kids like scary things. I loved scary things as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to be scared, but then I wouldn't sleep at night because I was afraid. Yeah. Um, and also just because I didn't sleep as a child. That's um, not surprising. It's to me. really. <laughs> um, I grew up. In a weird way where I just watched a lot of late night talk shows between the ages of like nine and fourteen.
0: Explains so much. explains, doesn't, yeah. doesn't it?
1: Doesn't <laughs> yeah,
0: it? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, so I think why I am drawn to it is because So, we, I mean, I I used the term formulaic, and what I liked about Megan Abbott is that she's not formulaic. But to some extent, thrillers and suspense stories are formulaic. Like, you know what you're getting. Um, I loved Dateline episodes because I knew what I was getting. I was getting a true crime, interesting. Mm -mm. And I did like being scared. Like, in early adulthood, early marriage, I wanted, like, a slight, like, a Friday night scare. Uh, And I think when I read... Sometimes I just want a book that's a page-turner. Like, because that's the other thing. A suspense novel is lost on me if it's some kind of slow, mm-hmm. plotting prose. I want that from literary fiction. Right. I don't want that from my thrillers. Like, I want something that I am desperately, like, keep me up at 20 night. 20, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think that's why I'm drawn to most suspense or thriller novels, or even nonfiction. I mean, I, I don't read a ton of true crime, Um I still, one of my favorite books is In Cold Blood.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: if you haven't read that, it's so good. It was. It's so good. It holds up. It holds it up does. really well. Um, and then I also really loved this book pretty recently called The Lost Girls. Did you yeah, hear about this? Yeah, I remember this? that. Um, this journalist wrote about these girls who'd been murdered in New Jersey, but they never could find them and they never could find the killers. And In fact, I'm not even sure they knew that they were murdered. They mm-hmm. couldn't find these young women. Um, it's a really great true crime book. But then, alternatively, I tried a true crime. Remember when I tried the book um, Who Killed These Girls? Yeah. Like, about the ice cream Mm -hmm. shop or the yogurt shop murders? Meh. I I couldn't get into that. So, I think it's all about writing style. Yeah. Um, I really like the journalistic stuff. Did you ever read The Stranger Beside Me? No. Okay. You gotta tell Kelsey about this, because this is the Ted Bundy book.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. And I was reading... So, Laura Tremaine is this blogger writer, internet presence, um, podcaster. She does, I think it's called the smartest person in the room podcast. Uh, I just have followed her on the internet for years. I don't faithfully listen to her podcast, but I like her taste in books. Uh So I'm subscribed to her like monthly email where she'll send out what she likes in all these different categories including books and she her one of her favorite books is stephen king's it okay and then she also i think she was the one who was raving about the stranger beside me which is the ted bundy true crime Uh book and i and i kind of want to read it yeah like i kind of want to order it and read it for halloween
1: there is a there's a fairly famous graphic novel about Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. That I've heard is phenomenal okay. and I haven't read it, but yeah. they're adapting it into a movie.
0: Interesting. That's coming out next year. Wait, is this My the... friend
1: Jeffrey or something like that?
0: Okay. This is no, I'm sorry. I was thinking about um Zach Efron playing Ted Bundy. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> which I mean, great casting. Great casting. When um, creepy, so ooh. creepy.
0: So so I'm really curious about those. So I but I think what I'm drawn to both in true crime and in fiction mm-hmm. is the page turning quality. Absolutely. And that I know what I'm getting into.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's research done on that with like pop music of like oh, how yeah. the brain really likes when it can like complete a pattern. Yes. Um, and that it like gets this chemical high almost from like understanding like yes, and the next thing is going to be this, and then it gets it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I got that pattern. Um, and I think we get that from formulaic literature, too. We really like being able to figure out how it's going to end yeah. before it does. Yes. Um, so, like,
0: there's still an element of suspense, but mm-hmm. we also, I don't know, we just...
1: There's a pleasure in, in figuring it out. Yes. Which is really cool.
0: Um, I am just dying to remember the name of this book that I read for my book club, because my book club was into s- suspenseful Books. I mean I don't know if we read them every October or if again in adulthood like you're just trying to get back in right. the rhythm of enjoying reading um, but I wish I could gosh I wish I could remember this scary book I'll have to look it up and make you put it in the yeah, show notes because it was this it was this book she has written a lot of scary books mm-hmm. and I read oh I'm sure it was Gillian Flynn that we had just read Gone Girl. It was. It's called Dark Places. Oh, Dark Places! Yeah. Did you yeah, read yeah, yeah. that? I haven't
1: read it. No. Okay,
0: that book is creepy. Okay. Like I, that's the book, and I did finish it for book club. But much like, a, was it a few episodes we were talking about Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. <laughs> much like Rosemary's Baby, I had to take out of my house. Um, I I the Dark Places like it was about a satanic cult. And that stuff creeps me out. Yeah. And again, I don't know if it's like leftover mm-hmm. Baptist schooling mm-hmm. or what, but that creeps me out. Criminal Minds, um, there are a couple of episodes. And my
1: parents love Criminal Minds.
0: I don't, okay, so I only watch the reruns. I have no idea what it's like yeah, no, all, I don't right either. now. But I do occasionally watch the reruns. Uh-huh. And um, they do, there have been a couple of episodes where they like, you know, the person committing the crime is a Satanist or whatever. Mm-hmm. I cannot. It is it is terrifying to me. So dark places by Gillian Flynn. Oh, I'm so so proud of myself. I figured that out without Google. Oh yeah.
1: I want to plug my October shelf subscription here too. Okay. um, Because it is technically kind of a horror novel. It's also a comedy novel. Okay. It does both. Where you'll be reading along and everything is like kind of creepy, kind of weird, and then you're laughing. Then you're also like, oh, but I'm still very creeped out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called It Devours by joseph fink and jeffrey craner it's the second welcome to Night Vale novel okay um so the welcome nightvale podcast is very huge mm-hmm. um they tour all over the world millions of listeners
0: is it fiction yes would i like it no okay thank you
1: um
0: because exactly it's I needed to it's know.
1: just it's super weird okay um in a way that i think is really interesting but like a bunch of stuff happens for no reason hmm pterodactyl appears seven headed dragons okay. talking taking over a town like not not for you good um but very funny and very smart yeah and tackling real world things People love it in this like absurdist nihilistic horror comedy kind of way mm-hmm. so it'll be like monster under the under the earth that's threatening to destroy this entire town and they're trying to figure out how they can save themselves but then there's also a cult there's also a scientist who's trying to figure out the cult but also try to figure out what's going on on Under the Town. And then there's this nice love story.
0: Oh. Um,
1: So It Devours, you don't need to be familiar with the podcast to get it. Okay. It helps, but you don't need to. Um, It's a really nice love story that tackles ideas of science and faith in a very interesting way, Um, but all set in the backdrop of this absurd little horror comedy town.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And different. Very different. Yeah, that'll be a good... Pick for people in October. I
1: hope so. Uh, give me, give me the best of the doubt here, guys. I know, I know, it's a weird. <laughs> Trust pick, me. But you're gonna like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
1: It out strong, but now we're coming up, thin oh we cast a lots with all the devils of sin. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. From the
0: front porch is a production of the Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you are interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop.
1: Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And hey, if you would like to support us on Patreon and gain exclusive bonus content, like Unpopular Opinions, our secret monthly podcast where we talk about things we don't like, uh, you can do that by checking out patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out all of our old episodes at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. We've got web-only content, full-back catalog, and detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened.
0: Yeah, so I have been helping with one book, our town's community read, Mm -hmm. and I was leading a Lunch and Learn, Mm -hmm. like basically a book discussion about To Dance with the White Dog, Mm -hmm. and lo and behold, Terry Kay, author of To Dance with the White Dog, decided to sit in on our book discussion, which was delightful, but also, like, Oh, the author is here now. Um, So I was talking to the head librarian after, and she said, well, Terry asked me if the host of this would be intimidated by him being here. And I said, Annie, no. And I was like, that's right. That's That's right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad this town knows who I am. All right. Thank Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.